My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. What would you say is the goal of your life's journey? What is the end that you seek? Sometimes those questions are a bit hard to answer, and so we have to look at it from a different angle. What do you hate? What are you tired of? What is that thing that repulses you to go in a different direction? What is your true north? Howard Thurman might ask, what is the what is the hunger of your heart? What are you pursuing? What do you want? What do you truly want? I want you to imagine for a moment that your quest, that metaphorical address that you so desire to reach, is something that you can put into your phone's GPS. What does that journey look like? Where is that destination? Is there traffic along the way? Are there alternate routes? Are you near to your destination, or are there still hundreds of miles that you must travel? What is the terrain like? What is the weather like? Faith and faithful people, from the earliest examples from the Bible, have always been depicted as to be people showing movement, or people on a pilgrimage. It may have with it a destination, but that destination requires a journey. Abraham and Sarah were considered faithful, not because they reached their destination or did so perfectly, but because they went, they took that step. They trusted God and God's promises and walked in a certain direction. Moses ran away, came back, and then was instrumental in walking with the people out of slavery through arid grasslands, sea, and mountains. Jonah. Jonah went and then decided to to not go and go in a different direction. Then he had some help from from God's friend, that huge fish, Jesus and Jesus's earlier earliest disciples had to follow Jesus in a particular way. Some of them left careers, some of them home and family. Movement. The people of God have always been going somewhere. And at times that direction is clear, other times not. And sometimes it was the last place a person wanted to be or where a people wanted to go. In our day and age, we often think about faith as being an intellectual endeavor, something that we believe in. But when you look at the examples of people in scripture, faith is more like a road or a path. The people of God have walked differently, since pursuing God and God's ways always involves a different type of journey. 
The idea that faith is more like an expedition or a migration connects, connects with the text that I read at the beginning, which was from Psalm 131. That psalm is in a group of psalms titled Psalms of Ascent. The Psalms of Ascent were created for people on the way to Jerusalem for various festivals. The point of those festivals was to return to Jerusalem and remember how their story was intertwined with Yahweh's. The best way I can describe these psalms is that they are like road trip music. These were not regular songs for daily commutes, but they were for those longer trips, those pilgrimages to a special place for deeper reasons. The songs of ascent are like those songs we listen to when we take those trips on behalf of the soul. These psalms are for those times when we ask ourselves those essential questions, like, what do I want? What do I truly want? Where do I want to go? Where am I going? As I read Psalm 131, I felt it was written by someone who was wearied by the daily grind of life and all the voices calling out for attention. The artist behind the psalm could have been tired of the traffic of life. It seems like the psalmist longs for something deeper, genuine, I get this idea because of verse 2. My heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great or marvelous for me. It's like the psalmist is saying, I am done with the show. I am done pretending. I am tired of running on empty. I am not on this pilgrimage to Jerusalem because I ought to. I am on this journey because this is what I need. I need that bread of life, that quiet stream of eternal life, those words of Yahweh. The psalmist is on a journey, not because it's the proper thing, but because it's the necessary thing. The psalmist describes their soul as being like a weaned child with its mother. Or or another way of translating that verse is that their soul is a weaned child. The image of a weaned child has to do with a child transitioning out of infancy. And if you've ever had children, you know how tough those early months are of life. They are beautiful. Babies are beautiful. But parents, we just know how tough those early weeks and is sometimes we can forget how difficult those days are. I certainly did when my wife and I had our youngest. Our oldest was four years old at the time, and I was living a relatively chill life, drinking tea, you know, all that. And then when my youngest was born, I hit the coffee about it, there's a reason why most of the pictures during the newborn phase of a baby's life are of the baby and not the parents, because the parents look pretty rough during this stage. It's so beautiful, but so tough. And that's only my experience as a father. The toll is even greater on mothers. 
The main reason why the newborn phase is so intense is because that baby needs food and food often. And hungry babies are frantic as they are navigating life outside the comfort of the womb. The newborn phase is so beautiful. I wouldn't change my experience of it with my children for the world. But it is also Notice that the psalmist is not describing themselves as a hungry baby, but as weaned. The psalmist is no longer constantly crying out and instead has calmed, quieted their soul. I am not a newborn baby. You are likely not a newborn baby. But my inner life, which influences how I show up in the world, is all over the Sometimes it's as if my heart is crying out, but it's hard to listen well enough to discern my inner hunger. My frantic heart is often reaching and striving for what it wants and tends to ignore what it needs. Psalm 131 gives us an alternate route for living. It's a life of waiting and hoping in Yahweh. It is a way of life that is God-oriented, a life mean hope as in being simply optimistic. Hope is realistic, and yet it is daring because the realities and promises of God stand in contrast to how the storyline of life tends to look. The writer of this psalm notices that this hope, this God orientation, makes a huge difference. Is life with God the destination you want to reach? Is life with God the destination I want to reach? Do we want our lives lifted by hope and the expectation of a coming God? Simply saying that God can be the destination of our GPS may sound vague and perhaps silly. We know that God is expansive, and so words always fall short. The best I can do is say that orienting our lives toward God, being a person of faith, is resting in love. This love is transformative. It it, it shelters us, and it's also a love that moves through us and into the world. This love is expansive. God is expansive. I can liken it to the ocean. At this point in my life, it's as if the the waves are just now coming over my toes and my feet. But there's so much more out there. And so often we are called to go deeper and deeper into this love, into this hope of God. At the end of Psalm 131, the psalmist writes, O Israel, Hope in Yahweh from this time forth and forevermore. How do you hear those words? You can hear those words as if the artist is wagging a finger at you, shaming you for having what they might see as a disastrous pilgrimage. But there is another way we can hear these words. The other way is to hear the psalmist's words saying to us that we deserve so much more. 
We deserve so much more than a frantic infant within ruling our hearts, ruling our ability to hope and wait. Friends, we deserve to place our hope and trust in God alone, to rest in love. We can wait for God. We can hope in God because God is faithful. God has opened a way forward for you and me. Let us walk facing the beauty of God, since God's beauty shines toward us.